Oh, hello and welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. Today I've got Sean Priest with me again. Hello, Sean. Hello, Stephen. Good to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, at our age, it's nice to be anywhere, frankly. I love that joke. Keep I know. saying it. That's right. I tell you, that joke will never get old. No <laughs> dust can ever get onto that joke. I use it so many times. Uh, this is a uh, environmentally friendly podcast. We always oh, reuse our beautiful. jokes. Um, okay, we've got Madeline Bloom with us today from RNIB's Technology for Life team. Hi, Madeline. Hello, Stephen and Sean. How are you? Oh, oh good, thanks. We good, are good. amazing. And uh, we wanted well. to talk today about... T- <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm, I'm good. I can't speak for him. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to talk to you today about TVs because, uh, you know, we're into 2022. We've got, you know, lots of TVs on the market. And, you know, the question that everybody always asks who's blind or partially slighted is, well, which ones are best for us? Especially, for example, someone who's blind, who may live alone or has a blind or partially sighted partner who... You know, want to have a TV, but not necessarily have to get sighted assistance to set it up and all that. So I know you've got an LG TV. Yeah, I was just going to say, I take all the boxes. I live with uh, um, <laughs> another blind um, husband of mine. And um, we, are, we, were, <laughs> we were thinking TV. We had one of those really inaccessible ones, you know, where as the minute you turn it on, you need some sighted assistance if something goes wrong. Mm. Um, or and you tried to scan the TV and it didn't really work. And uh, uh, yeah, we heard a few people say LG is good and um, did a bit of reading and got in one of those sales. We got an LG one a year on. I'm now thinking that was good. And uh, I have another room where I have another TV. I think now I need to get the Samsung one. They're both really good. So um, what I like about them, they are accessible. And I can use third-party apps such as Amazon Prime and Netflix. I can just use on my TV. There's no more mobile sort of watching or connecting my mobile with the stereo and things like that just to get a bit of streaming done. So that's that's quite nice about the TV that I don't need to guess no longer what's on the screen. I can have every information available whenever I need this information. Okay, but hang on. Let's let's go back to the beginning here, though, because... Mm. You get the TV, you turn it on day one, and what's the setup process like? Because, you know, my head, it's always some kind of screen that comes up. You need some slighted assistance in order to get you through the whole process of setting up the TV. And these days especially, right, because it's more like a computer setup than it is like an old TV where you just tune it in. The good thing about these two televisions that I've just mentioned is that um, you can just unbox it and set it up on your own. And that's something that for a blind or partially sighted TV user is not so common. And there's no such way. I, I hate asking for assistance. You know, just mm. imagine this Christmas, you unbox your new telly and you sit there with your glass of wine or whatever you have. And uh, um, it's a bit hard to ask for sighted assistance then. So it's quite good to, to be able to do it on your own. Can I just say, never set up your TV whilst drunk. I'm just putting that out there as a public <laughs> service. Know, it makes it more interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> and don't pour the drink over the TV as well. So Bad idea. Good. Bad idea. Uh, but yeah, I mean, setting up, you're right. It's it's about doing, it's like anything, isn't it? Whether it's a, a new iPad or a new phone or, or some kind of new gadget, TV, whatever it is, you want to be able to set it up independently because that's the whole joy. But then again, you know, we've talked about apps before. You've talked about apps like Be My Eyes and, 
yeah, seeing AI, even yeah, if exactly. you don't want to use a human, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's good that there are options out there that can help you without necessarily feeling like a burden on the family, right? Well, that's the best thing of all. So any, anywhere and everywhere these days, we've got options and we've got choice. So if I can't set it up because I can't find the right button or I probably didn't connect something quite well the way I should, mm. or maybe I don't have the, the manual to hand, then, you know, services like Beamer Eyes are there to make things easier um, for us. So um, I think once it's set up and once we have a basic orientation of the remote and now I have to say with the LG TV that comes with an LG remote and that is okay to use you can feel the buttons on it but I got a little gadget it's called the magic remote um, that has braille on it and it has a few, it's just a little simpler to use I would say and you've got quick buttons like the Amazon Alexa button or the mm. um, um, Amazon Prime button, Netflix button, Power button, you know, brailed, so that it will be quite easy for you to navigate around. And have remote. you got in that TV, do you have like a voice guidance where you're able to navigate around with cursor keys on your remotes? Yes, the TV comes with voice guidance. So once that's switched on in the settings, um, it, it works fully accessible. So any item that you're sighted, colleagues or friends can see on the television will be spoken out to you and recording programs that's a common question is no problem as long as you put a USB stick in your television or you connect it to a little hard drive and you'll just be asked whether you want to program uh, sorry record one program or whether you want to put it on your series record um, one little tip here don't think that you can watch another program whilst you're recording the program you're watching. Unfortunately, it comes only with one, what do they say, tuner? Tuner. tuner? Yeah, it comes only with one tuner. So, unfortunately, you've got to watch what you're recording. But I think for us as blind people to have this option that I can use a television um, just the way my sighted friends and family can, that's just brilliant. It definitely is, and it's... Um... It's strange because we've got a few different options now. I just think back a couple of years and um, it was always Samsung that was talked about. But now I know LG, as you say, and uh, also Panasonic and I think Philips and Sony also have TVs that have screen readers built in. So, I mean, we're definitely going in the right direction. I should think so. I mean, when it first started, I think I got introduced to the Panasonic TV, and that was good. Um, Panasonic Viera, it was at the time. Oh, yeah. And um, then Sony did something, but Samsung was the next big thing, and they were quite they were quite good. But um, I think now, a couple of years later, I think just having the choice that makes me. That makes me happy that I've got the choice yeah. and I can have a couple of TVs if I want to and I don't no longer need to say, ah, can't use this TV, it's no good of me having one, you know, or something like, oh, the only people that use the TV in the house are my kids or something like this. It's quite nice to be able to use the television um, with all its features as and when I'm pleased. But let's talk about the elephant in the room, no offence, Sean. Um, but, you know, what? let's... <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about the fact that on these TVs, all these TVs, no matter whether it's Sony or whether it's Samsung or whoever it is, you have the challenge of the third-party app, right? Because the accessibility can only stretch so far. The company makes the TV 
and puts in this voice guidance, which only extends to perhaps a couple of select apps and the navigation menu, the electronic program guide, and all of that. And that's kind of as far as it goes. And that's a real challenge, isn't it? Even today, where you know you still come up against. I mean, I know you said on the LG, for example, you can access Amazon Prime. What was it? Was, was it Netflix as Netflix. well? Netflix, iPlayer, anything like that? Or do no, they, no, they iPlayer is not accessible. This is mm. the issue. Yes, that's the problem, isn't it? This is, and this is an ongoing issue. It's the same as Samsung. Samsung TVs are brilliant as well. Again, the voice guidance, great. The Sony TV is good. I had an experience with that, and uh, I actually thought it was pretty decent, actually. But, you know, the setup process wasn't the best. You really needed Cytus assistance for that. And again, it only spoke so far. The one thing I did like, I will say, about Sony versus Samsung, and I haven't tried the others, but... The one thing I did like about Sony was because it was a Google TV, I was able to download TalkBack on it or use the Sony screen reader. So I had an option. There was there were actually two screen readers on it. But, you know, no matter how many screen readers you put on, you still couldn't get to those third-party apps. And that's a problem because if you can't get to those, then you're missing out on a big chunk of what people are buying the TV for. It's not just to watch Freeview. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean... I still wait for the day that I can access everything that is there to be accessed. But at least um, I don't need to spend another two, three hundred pounds to get another set of box or anything, you know, that makes my free view experience talk. Mm. So. Yeah, it's built in. Yeah. And that's, to be honest, the find I find most useful. I know smart apps are all cool and great, but... Then I've got my phone if I really want to stream to it or my Apple TV box. Yeah. But I just really like being able to flick through the channels and know what program is on there. Well, you know, you're so the... old, aren't you? I am so old, but, you know, that's what TV is to me. My kids haven't watched TV in about, I don't know, 15 years. <laughs> Everything is small screen. It's a tablet or the computer or whatever. They don't watch TV. But just the ability to flick the TV on and just surf through the channels and hear what's on. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. It just makes it so easy. Yeah, I like the information. I like to be able to, to do what everybody does, you know, not yeah, to exactly. sit with my headphones on, on the sofa and use my iPhone or Samsung phone or whatever whatever you use. Um, <clears throat> it's just nice to use and to do what everybody does and to feel included. But all right, Stephen. Yeah, you. all right, Grandad, calm down. All but right, look, the, the thing is, for me, that I still think a bit like in the old days when we talked about when you bought a PC, you had to buy JAWS, for example, because that was the only screen reader really available. So, you know, you always had to factor in the cost of, right, I'm buying a PC, but I'm also going to have to buy a JAWS license. So I'm adding about maybe 800 quid onto the cost of this computer. What machine should I buy? We used to have those conversations. Then, of course, that started to go away when the rater got better, uh, NVDA became more popular, and, you know, down the line, hopefully we'll get the JAWS home annual license here in the UK. Please, sign and make it happen, uh, because then we'd be able to, you know, get that for a much cheaper price than having to pay out that, that premium. But there does still seem to be a blind premium, if you want to call it, on... TVs, because if I want to get that full third-party experience, I'm, I can get my TV, which is fully accessible, like Samsung, LG, Sony, Panasonic, uh, whatever one it might be, that's great. But I'm still going to have to pay for something like an Apple TV. Because to me, in my mind, the Apple TV is the most accessible smart box there is. Because every single app, pretty much, at least in terms of catch-up and entertainment, 
has got not just full voice guidance through it, but also audio description built in with some notable yeah, exceptions true. like ITV. That's true. I agree. But that's not right, is it? It's not right we should have to pay a premium for that. No, I agree. It's not right. But if I think what I didn't have four or five years ago, I still think it goes in the right direction. Slowly, things are developing, yeah. at least to such a degree that I might want to say it's it's going in the right direction. And maybe one one day very soon, that will be like that, that we don't need to have the Apple TV to to use everything we want to use and you know we, we are fully included using any tv we might want to buy the trouble is though it's a bit fragmented isn't it i mean who do we shout at about this is it the app developers or is it the tv manufacturer yeah and then when you throw satellite into the mix or or freeview or whatever then the, you know there's there's different there's so many different aspects to when it comes to a television it's hard to know who who really we should talk to about accessibility of a smart app. Well, yeah, and I think also it's interesting because when you talk to, as I've talked to broadcasters, and I'm sure uh, you two have as well at different points, either through forums or through you know, just sending feedback, you often find that the, one of the biggest challenges they have is there are so many devices and they all require a different style of apps. That's another problem, right? There's no unified app. You, you don't just make one app. And then it goes to all the devices. Oh, there you go. That's your Kindle app and that's your iPhone app and there's your Android app and that's for all the smart TVs. They all have these different layers, different ways, different styles of apps that have to be created. And that does present a problem because when you go to ITV Hub, for example, on your iPhone, I can get audio described content there, but I can't get it on the TV. Now, I, when I last checked, and I could be wrong, but ITV had TV in the title. And that, to me, gives it a way that you might want to watch it on a television. Now, I agree with you. And, and then I keep thinking, why don't they talk to each other? Why don't they make it accessible for everybody on every platform? It's so difficult, though, isn't it? I think, and I think so that's difficult. the point. It, it, well, it can't be difficult, but I think it's, it's also, let's be frank about it, and let's be fair about it as well, a lot of it is to do with resources. They have so much money, they want to get to the most people. Um, and, you know, all these companies will tell you, whether it's, and I, I'm picking on ITV a bit, but to be fair, it's, it's across the board. But I, I say ITV because it's quite a distinguished example of it where you have AD content available on one platform but not on a television platform, which to me is quite stark. Um, but I, I find that we're in a really interesting place with this because, you know, clearly ITV know that and it's something they want to fix and it, it's like you say, Madeline, maybe we just need to be patient and, and we'll get there because it does seem no, like we're going in the right direction, doesn't it? I, I think we need to be patient, but at the same time, we need to make a lot more noise about it. Like, speak to broadcasters, no matter. Mm. I tend to think as a user, ah, whether I say it or not, you know, I am not going to change the world. But then if if a lot of people mention and criticise, I think there's going to be some change and, and constructively criticised, right? I mean, yes. it's not just the case of standing outside, you know, the TV channel headquarters and saying, down with that sort of thing and less of this and more of that. And when do we want it? Uh, soon. Yes. You know, it's, got, it's got to be, it, we've got to be a bit, you know, fair here and say, right, okay, look, what needs done? What what can we do as a community to try and, and push this message across in a really constructive way? Like, what would matter to us? What would make the difference? 
Um, and, you know, I, I do that through the advocacy work I do with channels and companies and broadcasters, especially around audio description, because it's a it's a pet hate of mine how sporadic the availability of AD is, especially considering the fact that all the work is done. We're not asking anybody to do anything more than they've already done. Yeah. We've already audio described the show. Can't we just get access to it? I'll pay for it. I don't care. I just want access oh, to I it. Oh, I do. Let me just say, I'm not paying Okay, he doesn't want to pay anything. Thank you. Fine. Stephen will. Yeah, but yeah, look, we're talking <laughs> TVs, right? So TVs, on the main, do you get many calls from people on the RNIB helpline about this? Do people call up and say, hey, how oh, yeah. is TV? Or what should, what should I oh, buy? We, we do get a lot of calls. Um, from, oh, I lost my sight. I, I will never watch TV again. Mm. To, um, oh, I'm really into TV. You know, what, what one will I buy? You know. And that, that um, in itself, that is actually, it. that's a really interesting point you make there, that people are calling up and saying, I'm losing my sight, will I ever watch TV again? That that feeds into that, that narrative, I think, that society generally has, that, you know, blind people don't watch TV. You know, we're, we're just not people who watch TV. And, of course, we all know that's rubbish. Or just a word, watching TV. I yeah, mean, exactly, have you ever, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had anyone saying to you, oh, did you listen to the TV last night? Oh, you know. Did you listen to um, Corey? No, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and and all people go like, oh, did you watch Cory last night? Oh, sorry, I shouldn't be saying this. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I have it all the time. But um, no, that's okay. You and, can say that. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I say uh, I go to see you tomorrow, and I don't say listen to you tomorrow. Have a or friend, have like a friend who uses a wheelchair, right? And they always say they go for a walk. Yeah. That's that's okay. Yeah. That's that's they're they're happy with that, right? So that's cool. Um, just just use natural language. But I think it's um, but it is interesting. I think when we we you you. You're talking about the fact that all these devices have now got this built in. And I think sometimes you do have to stop, although we can get frustrated, and I do, as you can hear. But yeah. it is also quite nice to get the, the, it's also really nice sometimes to get some perspective on that and say, you know, actually, we have come a good distance. Oh, I think we have come a long, long way. I mean, I remember. It's not many years ago, we were invited to Samson's, the headquarter, and um, to look at that first Samson Telly with speech. Yeah. And up we went there, and we were quite um, honest with our feedback. Um, we said a lot of good things, but we also had a few things to criticize. Not and, you, Madeline, surely. Oh, oh, we did, yes. Surely me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, and they went away, and um, they changed things. Cried. And, and it was amazing, you know, the outcome. <laughs> and, it, yeah, it works really right, so... <laughs> and I always fear when I speak to people like this. I think that should I say something now? You know, I'm I'm really applauding that they even think about us. I know. I they... know. That's that's. But... I have to be honest. That is the biggest challenge of all, and it's one of my uh, one of my themes that comes through, and will come through this podcast more because I genuinely believe in it, and, and that is positive advocacy. The chance to talk about something constructively with companies, and if you're in the position to do that, take the opportunity. But absolutely, we should give praise to companies. I'm not saying we should be grateful to companies for putting in accessibility, because why wouldn't you put in accessibility? Why would you not? I always say to people, why would you not want blind people to buy your product, right? You know, do you want people to buy products or don't you? Uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, if we all lived to be 200 years old, we'd probably all be blind by then, you know, the way our bodies last out, right? So that's cheery. Yeah. <laughs> But, Can't but if that, the world's accessible, then it doesn't really matter, right? That's the whole point. So, you know, if you get to a point where, you know, you kind of get people into this idea that, you know, sight loss will come to many, many people 
and those people can still be and will still be customers, that's it. You know, I don't care about looking at it from a capitalist point of view. You know, I think we should be paying for what we need to buy, but we should be paying the same price as everyone else. We shouldn't have to spend extra for a special box that we attach to our TV so we can yeah. watch TV. I mean, I remember when Sky brought out the Sky Talker, £100 they charged for that. Remember that? £100. And I thought at the time, why am I paying 100 quid to find out what's on ITV tonight or on Channel 4? Or the TV Onyx. Use that one. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I loved the T-Bonics. Everyone loved yeah. the T-Bonics in fairness. Yeah, I it loved it. It was, it was brilliant. And I kept saying things like, oh, that's the best thing since sliced bread and all that, you know. And it is. <laughs> but now I'm thinking, why do I have to pay 150, 60 pounds extra? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no need for it. No need for it at all. Bring back the old tellies, the old CRTs with four buttons on them. All right, calm down. Look, in fairness, there was probably better TV in those days than there is now because all, all right, you have granddad. now is 900 channels of garbage. <laughs> And the music isn't any good, is it, Steve? Music's terrible these days. They don't know how to make a tune these days. It's all just bang, bang music. Anyway, that's enough of that. Madeline, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, RNIB's Technology for Life team, tell us how people can call you not to moan about music choice, um, but how to buy TVs. Because you do, you talk about everything, right? I mean, that's what we talk about everything. Life. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about everything, not just access technology, but also mainstream technology. Or if you just want an opinion about how blind people, partially sighted people do things, use thing, your technology, just give us a call. Just call the helpline on 0303 123 9999 and just ask for the technology team. Alternatively, you can send us an email to T. FL at rnib.org.uk. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps because all the, the old days are coming back with the 0303 number. Are you missing us yet? Oh, oh, of course good. I'm missing you. You'll be back. You'll be back. You'll be back. I'll be back. That sounds like a threat than anything else. Um, Madeline, thanks so much. It's great to have you oh, on. You'll we'll, we'll be back soon. Yeah. Anytime. Brilliant. Yeah. And don't forget that you can get in touch and share your thoughts as well with us here at Blind Guy Talks Tech. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, you can do so by calling 0204 571 3354 or you can email hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Uh, that phone number again, 0204 571 3354. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.